RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, friends, and welcome back to yet another exciting edition of Red Pill News Live. Thank you very much for joining us. If you wouldn't mind, do me a favor, hit that like button. If you also wouldn't mind sharing on your favorite social media platform, uh, Eleanor, you guys, you I I had no idea how many other people out there were dealing with the same just mundane struggles that I did as well. So many people emailed me about their uh, issues getting bite guards themselves, maybe how they got around it with their insurance. A number of people suggesting that I go through my health insurance. The irony is the dental and health are through the same company. So I, I'm, I'm still trying to work it out with the dentist to see if they can help me. But the damage is done. I already put the thing in my mouth. It's it's over. I had no idea how much it cost until I was already in too deep, as they say. All right. Well, hopefully you had a chance to see the uh, press conference that the House Oversight Committee gave earlier today. Explosive evidence and information about the activities of the Biden crime family, Hunter, Joe, Frank, Jim, actually nine different members of the Biden crime family. If you didn't see it, it's okay because we're going to talk about all of it here. So we've got a lot to discuss around that as well. Of course, verdict in the E. Jean Carroll hoax case, Title 42 coming up very soon, or is it? Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. All right, good ev- Ooh, good evening, <laughs> not good afternoon. It's definitely evening by now. It's actually raining down here in sunny Florida. It's kind of dark, but that's okay because I have a bunch of plants that need to get rained on, and I'm happy to allow it to happen. Listen, guys, we're going to open the show with President Trump's brand new campaign ad. He's calling it Morning in America. Not like you're waking up, like you're mourning the death of the nation. It's morning again in America. And thanks to Joe Biden, our borders are now wide open for all to come. Our schools free from parental involvement. Mediocre male athletes now given the opportunity to compete unfairly. Under Biden's unprecedented inflation, the hope of home ownership gone. And young adults forced to abandon seeking the American dream to live in their parents' basement longer. Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan left billions in weapons behind and American lives taken. Our police ranks now shrinking. Yet Biden spends billions creating an army of 80,000 new IRS agents. Why would we ever accept the incompetence and weakness of Biden when we could have the freedom, security, and economic prosperity we enjoyed just three years ago? I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. 
All right. So I feel like that was a fairly succinct representation of everything that's happened since Joe Biden came into office. Society is falling apart. Inflation is out of control. If you're a young person, you can forget about ever having a future. You, my friends, will have to work until you die. Why is that? It's because of the Democrats. It's because of the Republicans who went along with the Democrats. And it's because of the current illegal regime that sits in Washington, D.C. The same illegal regime that would stop at nothing to attempt to destroy the one man who wants to do something to save this broken and flagging nation. Now, we also have the exciting news about what was discovered and announced to the American people earlier today during that press conference. But before we get into that, some of the most flagrant examples of public corruption that I've seen, and certainly the most highest levels in the nation that have been reported, we have to talk about the efforts that they're attempting to use to take down President Trump. This, my friends, will not work. Yesterday, late breaking news about the Manhattan jury reaching a verdict in the trial of E. Jean Carroll. They keep saying it's a rape trial, but it's a civil case where E. Jean Carroll claims Donald Trump raped her. She doesn't know when. It could have been this year or that year. Also, she went on Anderson Cooper's program on CNN and said she thought rape was sexy uh, she also, I believe, had some favorable comments about Donald Trump being a handsome man at some point in the past. But E. Jean Carroll was awarded $5 million for what is essentially defamation. What was the defamation that President Trump engaged in? Well, when E. Jean Carroll claimed that President Trump sexually assaulted her in the Bergdorf Goldman's or Bergdorf Goodman's uh, uh, changing room, I guess, so many years ago in the mid-1980s, he said that that never happened. She had, he had no idea who she was. She's a crazy person. Uh, and by the way, she's not my type. Uh, she's somebody's type, but she's not the boss's type. She's certainly not my type either. So clearly this case was designed to just pin a guilty plea on President Trump. Now the mainstream media will continually use the idea that President Trump is a convicted rapist that he was convicted in a civil trial of raping E. Jean Carroll and then defaming her about it. But undoubtedly, this case will go to appeal. President Trump is not going to stand for it. It was only a three-hour deliberation, and they came back and said President Trump was guilty of rape. Now, he didn't uh, attend the trial. Um, his lawyers did not call any witnesses to the stand. I mean, how are you going to call witnesses to uh, uh, refute an event that never happened? Um, the uh, the judge would not allow for the introduction of uh, security camera evidence from this supposed dis department store where President Trump uh, so just, you know, obviously raped this woman in the middle of the day with people all around. Um, and now he has to pay the five million dollars in damages. E. Jean Carroll did not prove that Donald Trump raped her. Undoubtedly, there's going to be people in your life who say that that's the case. Um, there is no criminal investigation of Donald Trump. There is no danger of him going to uh, to jail over this or anything like that. Uh, he's going to go ahead and uh, and 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 fight it. Now, uh, the abuse is apparently what she's being given the money for. Abuse being his comments about her publicly. Uh, and that's a couple of million dollars. Uh, wanton disregard. There's another $20,000 for that. 
defamation. Uh, yes, uh, they're saying that Trump had actual malice when he claimed this. Now, if it wouldn't have been for the fact that E. Jean Carroll was working at the time that she made these claims and then she somehow left that job sometime after, uh, then they wouldn't be able to prove any damages. But it's her contention. And I also believe that it's the contention of her former employer that she was fired as a result of making these allegations or Donald Trump supposedly stating that he never would have raped this woman. He didn't rape her. He had no interest in her. She was crazy and he didn't know her. So it's a very convoluted case. And the money that he is being asked to pay or demanded that he pay to Eugene Carroll, it's all about the statements he made. But even in a free society, something like this should not be happening. It just goes to show you how difficult difficult and convoluted our current justice system is. It's not designed to uh, allow people um, to tell the truth. It's not designed to show that there is guilt or innocence. It's designed to perpetuate a narrative. Uh, And if that doesn't tell you that things need to change, then I don't know what else will. Now, President Trump has responded Uh, And as I said, he is going to be appealing this case. Uh, He made this statement on Truth Social. He said, what else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went well out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be? The cards were stacked against President Trump from the beginning. This is why this case was brought in this venue. Now, speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial, will be appealing this decision. When that appeal goes through, it will be in a different venue. It won't have a jury. And the the judges are going to have to uh, honestly take a look at the evidence here. Uh, Penny Whitbrock, good to find you. Yes, they didn't find him guilty of the rape charge. They found him guilty on the sexual assault charge. Yes, and uh, not rape, not rape. So that's an important point to remember. When people come to you and say President Trump is a rapist, you can say he was never convicted of rape. And even the conviction for sexual assault, it's going to be on appeal. Um, So here is President Trump's actual video response to the bogus uh, and unfair verdict. Hey, this is an emergency sleeping bag, and it could absolutely save your life. In fact, what else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be, speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial, will be appealing this decision. It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from, This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. You have somebody running for office. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it and... The judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam, and it's a shame, and it's a disgrace to our country. He's right. And I just want to point out the great irony in this case 
compared to the claims of rape that were made by Tara Reid against the current resident in chief, Joe Biden. And we have an important distinction. I need to be careful about the way that I actually describe things here. But thank you, Chris. He says in civil court, there are no convictions. He was found liable, not a conviction, liable. It is different. And uh, but they will stay that still say that he was found guilty. So it it kind of mixes metaphors. But regardless, there is nothing that President Trump has done. And quite often what we'll see is claims from the left, claims from the deep state criminal apparatus that is running Washington, D.C., that will take the crimes of themselves and their co-conspirators and project them onto Donald Trump. One such attempt they have made for the entire time that Donald Trump was in the public eye, uh, from the moment that he announced he's going to be running for president, is that he was going to use that office to invent his companies for the time that he was president. Uh, He handed over all those duties to other people. Uh, I believe he sold off properties. Uh, he, He killed deals. Um, There was all kinds of different ways that President Trump made sure that he would have a complete and total air of untouchability. He didn't want anybody to think that there was an opportunity for him to be capitalizing on the position. They tried to say it on a number of occasions. It never stuck. Uh, They had problems with Jared uh, Kushner. Very recently, it was reported that he was making deals with the Saudis. Well, guess what? Donald Trump's not president anymore. Jared Kushner can make as many deals as he wants in as many countries as he wants. The same cannot be said for Joseph Robinette Biden, whose nearly five decades long career in Washington, D.C. can be marked by one remarkable aspect, his willingness to pay to play. Joe Biden is the master of quid pro quo. He would trade policy here in the United States for money from malign foreign interests. Quite often, China, which we've spoken about on a number of occasions, Ukraine, but also it turns out Romania. This is the first time I've ever heard the term Romania and Joe Biden as a criminal corrupt probe coming up in the conversation. So uh, you may have seen this press conference this morning. It was about an hour. What's really remarkable about it is that it's an incredibly newsworthy event. Um, but perhaps unsurprisingly, there was a total media blackout on it. I guess that Fox News covered it in t- in its entirety. I watched it on NTD, which is through Epic Times. Um, I know that uh, Newsmax broadcast a little bit of it. But if this was a press conference that was given about Donald Trump and his children and nine family members of the Trump family trading influence with foreign actors around the world throughout the entire time he was in office. You can bet that every single network, every single cable news channel, every single children's television network would have had the entirety of this press conference broadcast for the entire world to see. Now, I am trying to see real quick if we're live over on Getter because Yes, it does. It does look like we are. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, one more second. Yeah, let me just get that ready. Um, okay. So what are the, the crux of these claims? Well, they are claims that you and I have been following for a very long time. We know these things about the Bidens. We know that they engage in pay-to-play schemes. We know that every time Joe and Hunter fly to some foreign nation, there's going to be a transfer of money somehow. 
but they have now been able to identify the exact path that money takes, going from a, a foreign business interest into somebody like James Gilyar, a, 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 a cutout for the Biden family. Uh, and then it gets paid out to a number of different places before finally making its way into the Biden's own accounts. Uh, and we also have the names of the nine people in the Biden family who have been completely identified as being part of this scheme. Some of them are the grandchildren of Joseph Robinette Biden. I don't even know that these, these kids are old enough to work yet or that they've done anything of note in their life. Now, uh, a question that James Comer asked, the fundamental question is, what did the Bidens do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? I'm sorry, this is from Jim Jordan. And this is an excellent question because you always hear stories about Hunter Biden's firm, uh, Rosemont Seneca, Bohai Harvest. You know, he's got all of these companies, but it's all vaporware. It's just a name with a P.O. box and some founding paperwork. Uh, maybe on, on occasion there was an office uh, that looked like it was just a place for them to go and meet uh, to uh, hook up with Chinese spies or, or uh, to uh, to pay off bills or whatever. But there was never any product that was produced. The Biden's empire is built around one thing and one thing only, and that is Joe Biden's position of power. So the only thing they're selling is political influence. And although this may be an unseemly task, it must be uncovered because this is a major problem in Washington, D.C., in the Beltway. Uh, politicians, unfortunately, Joe Biden's not alone in doing this. I tend to believe that we can probably look at a number of other political dynasties and we'll find the exact same things. Um, but there is no product. Now, when you take a look at the Trump family, you can look and you can find a number of specific products. I've got Trump cologne in my uh, my medicine cabinet. I've got Trump deodorant. I've got Trump uh, aftershave. I've got Trump body wash. And that's only a very small part of the products that President Trump makes. I had a Trump wallet. Uh, I got a Trump jacket. I've got Trump shirts. I've got Trump hats. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on and on. You can probably get yourself Trump beer koozies. Uh, you've got officially licensed merchandise all around the place. Nobody's buying Biden hats or Biden uh, lawn chairs or Biden cologne. What is it going to smell like mothballs and old people's feet? I mean, come on. Nobody is buying something with the Biden name on it, unless it's a shirt that's making fun of them. That's from my friends at RiseAttireUSA.com. Uh, but there is no product that the Biden family produces. Uh, that, if you continue on, you've also got hotels, you've got restaurants, you've got steaks, uh, you've got international business deals, you've got real estate, you know, the list goes on and on. You've got everything under the sun that is produced by the Trumps. Oh, I almost forgot about the media empire. Don't forget about that. We have also have Truth Social. I mean, it just continues. So inside the Biden family, all of these people are apparently employed by this Biden criminal empire. And make no mistake, the press conference itself was like a, a 101 class on how to organize a, a money laundering scheme. Like This is exactly what they were doing. Uh, and Byron Donald said it best. He said, since I used to work in banking, I can tell you that this type of behavior is only done for a couple of reasons, either to hide money from the IRS, uh, to hide money from your spouse, <laughs> or to hide money in a criminal organization. I believe that was what he said. Um, 
But he was dead on. He was dead on. So here are the people inside the Biden family that are involved. Of course, you have Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, you've got Joe Biden's brother, uh, Jim. Uh, you've got Joe Biden's brother's wife. You've got Hunter Biden's girlfriend, also Bo Biden's widow, and Hunter Biden's ex-wife. Wow, Hunter is out there, like, dropping bodies, okay? Dude is all over town, and obviously you've seen the same pictures I have. Uh, he's obsessed with it. Uh, we also have Hunter Biden's current wife. Don't forget, three children of Hunter Biden. <laughs> they are also getting paid. And we have the president's brother. So now we're talking about grandchildren, a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day, a grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national. No, that is very, 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 very strange. Mm. Um, Esther, no. Cycle says, will they arrest Ray for dodging the subpoena like they did Bannon? I, I tend to think that probably not. Uh, what Christopher Ray is going to end up doing is waiting until the very last minute until they demand that he comes in. Uh, then when he comes in, He's going to say over and over again that he can't comment on an ongoing investigation. This is why you've never seen any dispensation of any of these investigations against the Bidens, against uh, you know Hunter or Joe, any of them. Because as long as it's an open investigation, you know technically we're still looking into it, uh, then they can't comment on it. They can't make any public commentary. They can't give you any information about it. So they'll just keep it open forever. Until Hunter dies or, you know, jumps off a building or, or, or overdoses on crack. I mean, one of the three. Uh, and then they'll close it. Oh, you know, OK, well, maybe it looks like Hunter did some bad stuff. Now, that's to me, th th this is as long as Joe Biden is sitting in Washington. OK, once that has been taken care of, then it opens an avenue for the investigation to end and for the DOJ to actually press charges. Um so uh, until we don't see Joe Biden sitting in Washington, then it, it's not something that I am really on the edge of my seat about. But when we're talking about all of this money exchanging hands, we're not talking about the full scope of the entirety of the Biden crime family's net worth. We're talking about a small sliver. And this is money that they were able to identify by looking into people who were known cutouts of the Biden crime family, people like James Gilliard. Uh, I'm sure that there's a, a number of other ones. Uh, you know, maybe they could look at um, uh, Devin Archer and uh, and those guys, too. John Kerry's stepson. The list goes on and on. Um, but this 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 specific aspect of the investigation uh, gave rise to uh, around $10 million uh, in receipts going back and forth. So I'm pretty certain these are all from these suspicious activity reports. Um, I don't know how far back those suspicious activity reports go. Um, and uh, there may be like a, a time limit on, on how long they are uh, authorized by law to, to hold on to them. Um, but it, we're talking about 170 suspicious activity reports. And, and these were filed by the banking institutions that the Bidens were doing business with. If there's a transaction that's over a certain dollar amount and it's made in a certain way, then immediately that suspicious activity report is created and it's sent up the chain. And, uh, you know, the government is supposed to do something about it. But clearly they've been playing offense for the Bidens this entire time. But the point of this is, that $10 million, as far as I'm concerned, from a five-decade-long career in politics, this is a drop in the bucket. 
I'm certain there's more money out there. And the House and the Senate are also certain that there's more money out there either. Um, Now, this was from the time that Joe Biden was vice president. So we're talking an eight-year time span. And then we also have some uh, suspicious activity reports from the time that he is currently sitting in Washington, D.C. They know all of the countries that are involved. Uh, And uh, we're talking about a network of 20 suspicious companies that they've identified that the Joe Biden and his family and their associates have all used for their own personal enrichment. Um, Most of these were limited liability companies that were all made during Joe Biden's presidency. He was vice president of the United States. So I don't know why he wasn't focusing on, you know, serving the best interest of the American people. Instead, he was out there creating LLCs so we could launder money. Uh, But now that they have all of the nations that are involved, now that they have all of these cutouts that are specifically involved, and they can show the routing of money going from foreign nationals to these cutouts to the Bidens, they may be able to get more detailed banking information directly from the Bidens themselves. Because uh, up until this point, the Bidens, they, they said, you know, you will never find out where our money comes from. You will never get a look at our banking records, keep dreaming. It's never going to happen. And so the House investigators took it to heart and they went and looked at the people that the Bidens did business with instead. Um, So we need to wait and see how this is going to pan out. I'm pretty excited about it because this is the kind of scandal that any other former president would have been forced out of office for. Um, We may see something like that yet. Uh, Yeah, I personally, I think Joe Biden needs to resign, but I don't think that he's the type of guy who will resign. And I don't think that his uh, protectors will want him to resign either. Right. But on the note of the foreign money coming into these cutouts and then going to the Bidens around 10 million dollars doesn't even count the money that Hunter Biden has wrapped up in his art dealings. Uh, Remember, We don't have a list of the people who are purchasing this art from Hunter Biden. But as a result of this leg of the investigation, Comer has announced that this committee is going to subpoena all of the information related to Hunter Biden's art dealings so that they can see exactly who is paying money for that. Take a look at this picture right here. This looks like something uh, like an eight-year-old could have done. It doesn't seem particularly inspired, you know, like he was maybe clowning on on a Bob Ross meme. He's got a happy little son over here and some mountains in the background and then just a a river of various ice cream toppings. Um, So uh, there's probably going to be a ridiculous amount of money that's going into Hunter Biden's account solely for this art. And it'll be really interesting to see that flow of money as well. Uh, You know, who gets the payments for the art? How long does it take for it to get to Hunter Biden? Once it goes into Hunter Biden's account, does it go to another Biden family account or does it flow directly into another member of the family and then to Hunter and Joe? Something along those lines. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, there was always there was always the the same percentage that was going to Joe Biden, which indicates uh, every time that one of these business deals was happening and it was other people that were doing it. You know, Joe Biden was being paid a fixed fee every single time. Um, Now, Recently, I think yesterday I mentioned that um, we had uh, the New York Post was barred from reporting on uh, White House events because they've recently 
had some pretty good reporting, and they have, you know, since the Biden laptop, about what's really been happening in the Biden family. Um, and so I think preemptively, the White House wanted to punish uh, the New York Post because um, they weren't playing ball, not like Politico or these other news, quote, organizations that have been folding in recent memory. Um, Vice News, totally gone. Uh, BuzzFeed, remember BuzzFeed? They're totally gone too. So many different uh, like pop news agencies that wanted to be the new hip face in modern American news uh, with stories about uh, five, I don't know, they have weird countdown stories and, you know, hit pieces on Donald Trump and stuff about people like us. It's, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous. But um, Politico is uh, basically the place that kind of broke that uh, that intel letter that's been in the news recently that Anthony Blinken uh, specifically organized and got all of those intelligence community members uh, to go ahead and um, and sign it. So as a result of that whole scenario, uh, the subcommittee on the weaponization of government has been looking into all of these uh, these atrocities. And they've recently issued uh, a preliminary report on that letter specifically. Uh, and they find that Politico was the third news outlet that former deputy chief of staff to John Brennan, Nick Shapiro, reached out to to run this Blinken-inspired rebuttal to the New York Post uh, about their Hunter Biden laptop story at the request of Michael Morell. So you can bet that Politico never told anybody <clears throat> that they were contacted directly by emissaries of the United States government to run this story debunking the good work that New York Post had already done, the same work that I was deleted from YouTube for and that so many other people were deleted as well. Um, so we find out that uh, Michael McCall, he was the organizer of the letter at the behest of Anthony Blinken, um, and uh, he was not on good terms with DNI Ratcliffe. And of course, DNI Ratcliffe was one of our guys. Uh, he had access to classified information as the top spy of the United States of America. And Morell uh, made his assessment uh, because he claimed to have had much more experience. And he'd also done some Internet searches on the topic. I, I, I find it funny that uh, Ratcliffe, who was the top spy, had access to all intelligence, was honest about the Hunter Biden laptop, said that it was real, Um he, there were others subordinates to him who did not trust him and would rather trust the Internet and the information that they found online. Uh, listen, guys, before we continue, I need to uh, real quick welcome the sponsors of the second half of the show. And that, of course, is a couple of them. We've got my friends at um, My Patriot Supply, where if you go to prepare with redpill78.com right now you can save $200 on a 3 month supply of emergency food plus you'll get $200 of free survival gear along with it uh this is uh healthy delicious nutritious food it will last for 25 years and it's something that uh if you are preparing for anything happening in the future you want to go ahead and have on hand 
so that's preparewithredpill78.com. No need to use a code. It will automatically pop up. Now, also, onenessdrops.com, another portion of my prepping pack, is my chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Uh, you can get it in a number of different formulations, either being made with hydrochloric acid or with citric acid, but they both do the exact same thing. You have parts A and B, you mix them together, and then your water is safe and healthy, and you don't have to worry about bugs being in it. Uh, great to have with you if you're on a hike and maybe you need to drink out of a stream or something like that. Uh, let's say you're on an extended trip, or let's just say that you want to keep it on hand because you you never know. Uh, there's uh, oftentimes issues that occur at municipal water treatment plants. Sometimes they will offer uh, notices telling you not to drink the water, telling you to boil the water. Well, you know, you can go ahead and clean the water yourself if you've got this stuff on hand. Uh and then uh, one final sponsor, that would be my friends at MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell supporting the program here at Red Pill News. If you use code RP78, uh, you will save as much money as Mike will allow. It is the best way to support Mike Lindell and my pillow, and then my program here. Uh, look at this. You enter code RP78, and for some reason, Mike's website is really slow today. I don't know what the deal is. <clears throat> But you can get the pillows, you can get the topper, you can get the slippers, you can get the bathrobe, you can get the towels. Uh, they have stuff for your dogs. Uh, Mike Lindell has literally thought of everything, and he's a real patriot. So I just want to say, uh, use code RP78, both at MyPillow.com and at OneNessDrops.com, and you can save a ton of money. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Let's get back into the news. All right. So getting back to the report that was recently written about that spies who lie letter, uh, we had uh, Mike Morell who went around his boss and uh, actually helped recruit people to report on this fake letter that they were having people sign. Now, uh, despite Mike Morell's insistence that DNI Ratcliffe's assessment that the FBI claimed they had nothing to add at this time, uh, Morell emailed Shapiro, Shapiro being the former assistant of uh, former CIA director John Brennan, and uh, he then sent explicit instructions to off that, oh, that, we are not making a call on whether the materials are true or not, just that we believe Moscow played a role in getting the information out. Look at that. The way that they obfuscate the truth. Now, of course, Moscow didn't have anything to do with this information getting out. It wasn't a, a Russian operation, but uh, anytime they can blame something on Russia, you can bet that they're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, this way, they know that many Americans are just not going to be smart enough to go do their own research. They're just going to trust what the authority figures tell them. They're going to trust what's on CNN or what they read in Politico. Uh, and <clears throat> as a result, they're going to perpetuate this lie for the deep state criminal apparatus in Washington, D.C. to let people know that this letter is the only real piece of information coming out about the Hunter Biden laptop and that there is no such thing as the Hunter Biden laptop. I still have people who tell me that the laptop was disinformation and that it wasn't true. Those people are slow, slow on the getup. Uh, now, uh, once Politico actually published their piece, uh, there was uh, there was no effort that was ever made to correct the statements that were made in this article. 
Uh, and uh, the letter that they put out um, actually celebrated the fact that they were able to convince a good portion of the American public that this Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian disinformation operation. Remember, it had all of the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation operation, they said. Um, so this article itself was also spread by Jen Psaki who at that time was the uh, White House chief of staff, uh, many other supporters of Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. Uh, and uh, of course, it was all fake news. They shared fake news and nobody ever asked them to take it down. We shared real news and we got our accounts deleted. Thank God we've gotten some of them back. I have to be honest, I don't know that I would want to go back to YouTube at this stage. Mm. All right, let me actually, <clears throat> oh, let me actually, let me tell you this. I see someone who says, outside of CNN, where can we watch the town hall tonight? I'll actually be covering it right after this with my good friend John Harold and Chris Paul over on Badlands Media. So as soon as we're done here, head on over to Badlands with me because I'm going to get live on that stream with John and Chris. Uh, and we're going to be playing the town hall and making commentary over select portions of it. The town hall is only available to watch through CNN's channel. Um, so we're going to be playing it on Rumble because I've never heard of CNN passing out a copyright strike and certainly not passing out a copyright strike to uh, Rumble or any of the channels there. So please tune in, tune in to Badlands Media tonight and uh, right after this program and we'll watch this together. Now, I would really like to get your guys opinions on what's happening here with George Santos. Now, I, I, I will be, I will happily admit to you that I have not ever felt a lot of trust in George Santos. Um, there is way too many sketchy things about this guy. He appears to be kind of a social chameleon. Uh, yes. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, being here. And I can't wait to see you there tonight. I don't trust George Santos. Uh, I feel like he he has said a lot of things unnecessarily that just turned out not to be true. And it's not just that he's being presented in the mainstream media as a liar. It's like I've actually looked into some of these things about George Santos and I have uh, for myself verified his very sketchy history. Well, now it appears there is an ongoing investigation into him by the Department of Justice. He's actually been arrested and released. We'll talk about that. Um, so here, somebody says he's a pansy. Well, the claims that are being made against him are very difficult to, to claim that anybody else had anything to do with them. Let me go over these claims. Um, these are some, some things that should be easily proven if they are not true. George Santos should be able, um, to, uh, to, you know, to, to defend himself. Okay. But this is what he's charged with. Seven counts of wire fraud. That is something that I believe could be twisted. Uh, three counts of money laundering. One count of public theft of public funds. And two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. So those false statements more than likely dealt with his questioning by the House of Representatives after he was initially uh, elected. And uh, they confronted him about the claims that he was not who he said he was. 
Um, but what about that other stuff? Let's get into it because the indictment has been released. It was completely unsealed. There was a federal grand jury that was convened. And yes, I know a, a, a jury could, a grand jury could indict a hand, ham sandwich, but this is what's taken from the actual indictment. Um, so according to these documents, George Santos engaged in a fraudulent political contribution solicitation scheme in which he is accused of defrauding political supporters. Apparently, he had political supporters donate to a company that he owned when he told them they were donating to his re-election campaign, and then he used that money to buy himself clothing and to pay off his credit card bill. Uh, FEC laws are very specific and... Uh, when you're dealing with a candidate for election or re-election, uh, you have to be very careful that you do things in a certain way. Now, maybe George thought that he was going to be able to make up for lost time, that he could rob from Peter to pay Paul and everything would be OK. I could look past that. I could. Um, but it also also says that he applied for unemployment from June 2020 Uh at a time when he was fully gainfully employed. So uh, he had a salary of $120,000. Now, here's the thing. Although this is illegal, and I think it's unsavory, there were a lot of people that did that during COVID. I mean, do you guys remember? I mean, there was a lot of people. In fact, it was like all over the news. Didn't California lose billions of dollars because they were giving unemployment benefits without actually checking on it? Uh, So, Apparently, George Santos was one of those people. He had a job. He claimed unemployment and he got that unemployment. Now, that is a pretty serious crime. Anytime you steal money from the government, believe me, they're going to nail your ass to the wall if they get a chance. Um, But if he didn't do it, should be easy to prove. You know, I mean, if he was actually unemployed during the time that he was receiving unemployment benefits, uh, case closed. No big deal. Um, But the U.S. attorney says that they seek to hold George Santos accountable for various alleged fraudulent schemes and brazen misrepresentations. Taken together, the allegations in the indictment charge Soros with relying on repeated dishonesty and deception. Sounds like he's a good fit for Washington, D.C., to ascend to the halls of Congress and enrich himself. Wow, he's he's an excellent company when it comes to the Biden crime family. Uh, He used political contributions to line his pockets. He unlawfully applied for unemployment benefits that should have gone to New Yorkers who had lost their jobs during the pandemic. I mean, everybody got unemployment during the pandemic, didn't they? And he lied to the House of Representatives. My office and our law enforcement partners will continue to aggressively root out corruption and self-dealing from our community's public institutions and hold public officials accountable to the constituents who elected them. Well, I I appreciate that sentiment, uh, U.S. Attorney Breon Peace. Um, And I have listened to the Democrats for years now chant this mantra. No one is above the law. No one is above the law. No one is above the law. How many more times do I need to say it? The Democrats, when they say that, they don't really mean everyone. They mean all of you. (laughs) All of you are not above the law. Why? Because we are the law. We set the law. We write the policy that becomes law. 
and we can tell you what crimes you've broken, and we're going to tell you just how badly it's going to turn out for you. If no one was above the law, then the information presented by Comer and all of the others on the uh, committee, the House Oversight Committee, that all that information would result in the prosecution of Hunter and the Bidens and Joe Biden, all of it. Now, the other staggering aspect of that story, which I forgot to bring up, uh, is the fact that the FBI had full knowledge of this the entire time. We have spoken about the whistleblowers that have come forward from both the FBI and the IRS. Uh, The IRS chose to do nothing. They might still. They're in the process of considering it. But the FBI definitely chose to do nothing. And this goes back to the idea of of Christopher Wray and an ongoing investigation. Um, At this point, the committee has proven the availability and the travel of specific dollars going directly from foreign nationals into the bank accounts of the Biden crime family. So the investigatory aspect of it, as far as I'm aware, is already done. So the only thing that needs to be done is for the DOJ to actually bring charges. Now, that is a a sticky scenario right there because Joe Biden could just pardon everybody. He could pardon himself. He could pardon all of his family members. He could just do it in a blanket fashion. He can't be charged with any crimes related to this period of time or whatever it is. But that would entice, that would, that would, that would, essentially admit that they had had some level of culpability or wrongdoing. And I think that one thing about the Bidens is that they are like very, very proud people, Um, like proud almost to a fault, Uh, like stupid pride, not noble pride. Uh, They are so dumb. They just want to maintain this illusion. Doesn't matter who they are, really. We know that they're terrible people. They want to pretend that they are something else. And so they, in my opinion, will not admit to any type of wrongdoing. Um, I don't see charges coming against those people unless they're coming from the special prosecutor in Delaware uh, or from a Trump uh, 2.0 administration. Um, So George Santos, continuing on with his story, he has been released on a half a million dollar bond, $500,000 bond. Um, And again, you know, no one is above the law. What about all the criminals and the murderers and the rapists? You guys in New York let out without any cash bond. What about all those criminals and people that seem to be above the law? Um, In in court where George Santos was charged with these seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. He, of course, pled not guilty. Now, at the worst possible end, Santos is facing 20 years in prison if he is convicted. Uh, And again, $500,000 bond after this arraignment. It's insane. Um, You know, I, I, I look at all of these like white collar crimes that I've been hearing about my entire life. Uh, And uh, I've always wondered, you know, why don't they, why don't they like go after people on this stuff? They do sometimes they go after people who screw the government over. But if you're the government and you're the one committing crimes, then nothing ever happens to you. Um, And here we are. This is a white collar crime. If I've ever seen one happens to be somebody who's sitting in a house of representatives right now. Um, And George Santos is really having the book thrown at him. Now, 
It turns out that there was a federal informant inside George Santos's office, and they have communications which apparently seem to indicate George Santos had some awareness of these illegal things that were happening. Um, we have uh, these emails and text messages. Uh, we have one uh, that's on behalf of Company One to Contributor One, which falsely stated that the funds received from Contributor One would be used in support of DeVolder Santos's candidacy, candidacy from the House. Now, you also have another one claiming the exact same thing. This one uh, was actually supposed to go to a 501c4 social welfare organization. Uh, we have another one going to his supposed uh, House candidate account again, and the same. Uh, then we have uh, another one from October 21st of 2022, well after George Santos, uh, oh, right as he was about to be elected. Um, we have a transfer of about $25,000, which they claim is fraudulently obtained from contributor two to company number one bank account, and then to his bank account. Isn't it ironic that the pattern we're seeing here, I mean, what George Santos is being accused of doing is very similar to what we just announced this morning that the Biden crime family is doing. It's almost as if they are trying to show us just the stark levels of hypocrisy that exist in Washington, D.C. President Trump accused of rape never happened. He gets charged in a civil case and found liable. Joe Biden accused of rape from a very credible source. The press ignores it. They marginalize her. She even says recently that if something happens to her and she's dead, then it's because of Joe Biden. Wow, two cases, very powerful men, former president, current resident, both accused of rape, and they only go after Donald Trump. Uh, the Biden crime family, uh, engaging in pay-to-play and all types of corrupt, corrupt criminal activity, malign foreign influence, paying for policy-making decisions here, throughout the Obama administration and during the current residency. Nothing has happened thus far. I don't know. And uh, and then today they announced that George Santos is going to be charged in a money laundering scheme. It sure seems like money laundering was happening to the Bidens. Um, Weebean says, hi, Zach, glad to catch another live. I always love your insight and thoughts. Remember to hit that like button. Thank you very, very much. Please definitely make sure you hit that like button. Um, we've got a couple of thank yous over here on the Foxhole, my friends at the Foxhole.app. If you're not on the Foxhole, then you need to make yourself an account. Uh, thank you to Just Duckies for dropping that cookie. Tamar Growl for the can. Sean Joe for the cookie. J2 Dank for 107 gold pills. Um, uh, Zach, have you ever had or tried to get Derek Johnson on your show? Um, I reached out to Derek Johnson when he first came on the scene. Uh, and then there was a couple of negative interactions that I saw him have with other people. Um, and, uh, I just did not proceed any further with trying to get him on the show. Um, I have done research into what Derek, uh, has said surrounding his theories on executive orders. Uh, I think that, uh, oftentimes, uh, it, it has a, a real basis. In fact, other times I don't think it's as solid. I know that a lot of people like Derek Johnson. I am not saying Derek Johnson is a bad guy. Um, I just don't think that uh, it would be a good fit for this show. Uh, and uh, I think that um, I think that Derek Johnson could probably be doing uh, good work. Uh, but there is 
there's a th- there's this thing happening right now, guys, and it's not just with Eric Johnson. You know, it's like when when somebody said something about the MG show talking smack about me and John the other day. Um, you know, why why is anybody worried about what shows somebody else is doing on their channel? Um, you know, if we were putting out disinformation, if we were trying to mislead people or trying to grift you uh, into giving us your last dime, then I would understand somebody coming after me. But I feel like there was this problem with people wanting to be the most important person in the room. There is a level of narcissism that exists out there in modern society that I think is really unhealthy. And, uh, you know, I don't ever compare myself to other people. I don't watch anybody else's shows. Uh, I don't pay attention to the BS and the drama. I hear about it when people tell me about it in the chat, but, but that's it. Um, you know, I, it, you guys can actually, uh, see the interaction that, uh, that Derek had that, um, in, that I saw and I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that it was going down, um, with, uh, with Patel Patriot, with John Harold. Um, yeah, I did, like John asked him a question on Truth Social and Derek like attacked him and like just like, came out of left field. I, I just thought it was really weird. And it just, you know, I, I, I don't I only like to have people on the show that I know I'm going to get along with, really. You know, I might not in, in like agree with them, but. I, I like to at least get along with them. Um, I hope that that makes sense um, because, I, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to – I'm not trying to take Derek down or anything like that. Um, but uh, I think that I think that people – This is, and this is just my opinion, but I think we, we, we would all be better served, the people who are like backbiting and constantly talking smack about other people. We would be better served if we were focused on trying to save the nation. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're the most popular podcaster in a failed first world country, uh, you know, what's the difference? You know, I mean, America's lost. And what have you been doing? You, you've been bitching about the content that other people are putting up, uh, even though it's good content. Uh, you don't like that somebody might have like more like relevance than you. It's like, God, come on, just get over yourself. Let's talk about. Uh, have I heard from Alan? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you're talking about uh, uh, you're talking about Abe uh, Al Keelan. Yeah, I have heard from Al Keelan. Yeah, uh, I actually heard from him last week, and um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the show with me tomorrow. Does that mean you won't have Gunnels back on your show? No, I mean I get along with with Patrick, um, and I know that Patrick doesn't always get along with everybody else. Um, but uh, but no, I don't I don't have a I'm, I'm not going I'm not going to ban Patrick from the show. And I won't say that like anybody is banned from the show. Um, you know, I guess the closest thing to being banned from the show is if like you've gone out there and like personally attacked me for something that has no relevance to uh, the mission that we have at hand. So anyways, um, Spike Protein says, I appreciate your efforts to stay above the senseless drama and not to engage in narcissism, Zach. Uh, I hate that sort of thing. And I avoid shows that indulge in that. Uh Sometimes need to look past the pomp and find the facts. You're absolutely right. We always do. I think that we always should. Um, I have traditionally tried to warn people against uh, any form of, of hero worship. Um, you want to you you want to you want to look into the information. Like really pay attention to the information. There's a lot of really charismatic people out there uh, who can speak really well, eloquently, uh, and say things with great conviction. But just because they say it with conviction doesn't mean that it is so. 
And when you start following the personality and not paying attention to the information, that's where you can go down a dangerous road. All right. So uh, getting back to the story. That's the wrong one. Story about George Santos here. Um, Let me see. Okay, so JRM says, if alternative media folks like yourself, Zach, can stop calling it a show and call it a special program, things would reach millions. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know that I agree with that necessarily. I mean, like, it's it's like a figure of speech, like, on with the show, you know, welcome to the program. You know, I mean, uh, if I, if I, if I had to remember to say special presentation every, I mean, to me, a special presentation sounds like uh, something that you wouldn't normally have. Like I've definitely done special presentations on the channel before because they're like a show that I wouldn't normally have scheduled, or I'm like really proud of the person or the information that's going to be coming here. Um, but I feel like if I called it a special presentation every time it would, um, I don't know, it would lessen the importance of that. I, I feel like, it is a show, isn't it? I mean, like, we're watching a show, and I am here to put on a show to present the information to you guys. Um, you know, I mean, there are so many people that tune into the mainstream media. You know, many more millions of people watch that stuff, and they definitely call it a show. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying it. And I am... I'm I'm like ruminating on it in my head to like see if there is something else. So I'm, uh, I you know th- there's like a level of relevance that I can't achieve because of you know I'm just I'm just a guy I'm just a guy on the internet you know I mean like uh, those mainstream media channels you know they've got money they've got producers they've got uh, marketing budgets they have people running social media accounts I hate going on social media you know it's like I, I am, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. If, if you guys want to help more people find the show and help me bring information to more people, the best way you can do that is, uh, is to share the show on your social media, share the show with people that, you know, all right. So look at this. This is the thing that really, really, this is what George Santos has been charged with two counts of this wire fraud. This is for two duplicate transactions of $564 on January 19th and January 26th. 500 George Santos was going to risk wiring money fraudulently for just over $1000. Like I don't I don't believe that one at all. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. And then counts 12 and 13, I was correct about that. That's when uh, he was being questioned by the House of Representatives um, when he came in. They asked him questions about his finances, uh, and they say he overstated his income while lying about an investment. That's odd. I mean, maybe the guy felt like he had to be more important than he thought that he was. And so by lying about how much money he had, he would be able to impress the people in the House of Representatives. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I, I think that there are certain portions of this case that are very weak. I think the one, uh, you know, just the fact that this roughly uh, uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty-eight dollars was transferred over two different days through George Santos's bank account. Um, I mean, that's you know, if they can prove that's wire fraud, I mean, that money went there. 
You know, why was it transferred there? You know, George Santos will have the opportunity to um, to defend himself in court. But no matter what you think about George Santos, it's obvious that this is a political hit job. They are simply going after the low-hanging fruit. George Santos is a Republican. Yay, we got a Republican in this district, and it was previously Democrat. Yay, I like it. Okay? Um, but George Santos is also, like, from New York. It, isn't it corrupt in New York? I mean, uh, I feel like Durfman MTL says, Happy Durf Day to Debbie, Dusker, Vector, and yourself, Zach, to help with drama queens. Keep up the great work. Mm. Uh, Spike Protein. Like people naturally gravitate to each other, I gravitate to this show as Zach presents info and news like I would. The drama monger hosts will in turn attract drama loving viewers. A log jam says Zach can hold his own no matter where he is. Thank you very, very much. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, and I do my best. I do my best um, because this is a war. All right, you guys, I have a couple more stories. I want to make sure that we get to them before I hop on over to the Badlands media coverage of Donald Trump's CNN town hall. I think that this holds a, a, a special significance because of this E. Jean Carroll verdict. And then, of course, you also have the George Santos verdict, any type of potential criminal, the George Santos indictment, rather. Uh, you know, CNN is going to try to connect all of those things tonight. Um, here's the thing that I'm wondering since the case has now been dispensed and the jury has given a verdict, is the gag order that Donald Trump had in place, is that still there? Will he even be able to talk about it? You know, Lisa and I were talking earlier uh, yesterday, and uh, we thought that perhaps CNN would attempt to get Donald Trump to discuss the case in an effort to get him to break that gag order. So we'll have to see how it goes down. Texan by birth says, you are the best. God bless you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Also joining as a monthly supporter. Um, I, uh, I, I'll, Tesla Dove, thank you so much, says, oh, RP is pretty damn relevant. I really appreciate that. You know, um, I, uh, if I have had an impact on anyone, then the entire exercise was worth it because it's like the hundredth monkey effect. Uh, you know, that idea that, uh, you know, if if one monkey figures out how to use a tool, a hammer, we'll say a hammer or maybe a, a, a stick to get bugs out of uh, out of a hole so they can eat them. The other monkeys eventually will figure it out. Not to say we are monkeys, but it's all about uh, it, it's spreading information. It's all about raising your consciousness, uh, your vibrational level so that you can understand the way this world actually works and you can see it for what it really is. And I truly do believe that is taking place. We are moving and shifting up to a higher dimension of, I guess, you know, perception. Like people are seeing things now that they couldn't see before. And I really say that more as a metaphor than anything physical, because I don't know that we can really quantify that. I've heard people say 5D and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, we use the metaphor of the matrix quite often. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, when Neo takes the red pill and he unplugs himself and he comes out of that pod, you know, he can see the world for how it truly is. When you allow yourself to investigate these things and absorb the information, it's just like you're ripping those scales off of your eyes and you're unplugging your own neck from the matrix. And now once you're no longer plugged in and you've taken that red pill, we can continue on this journey together. I really appreciate you. 
Um, so Carrie Lake has filed a lawsuit against Runbeck Election Services in Maricopa County. I discussed the possibility of this lawsuit the other day because these two agencies, we've got Runbeck, which, of course, you know, prints the ballots and then holds on to the ballots for uh, mail-ins. Uh, and then Maricopa County, who hires out that stuff to Runbeck Election Services, they are declining to hand over public records, which are supposed to be available to the public. And Carrie Lake, as the former candidate in this race, uh, should have access to those ballots. I think the reason why they don't want to hand it over is fairly simple. Uh, You know, law be damned. Again, they make the law. They're going to do whatever they damn well please. Uh, And they, they don't want Carrie Lake to get access to these ballots because they claim that 35,563 ballots were injected into the 2022 election. And we actually have the filing. Now, you guys should know about We the People Arizona Alliance by now. Um, On Monday, they filed a special action complaint against Runbeck and Maricopa County uh, for refusing to hand over these public records. And uh, it's not just the ballots. It's also chain of custody documentation and video documentation of all of the ballots being received and then uh, where they're actually being housed at Runbeck's facility. So if we suspect that 35,000 ballots were injected into the system. Where would it be most likely that it would happen? I mean, it would probably be at the warehouse that was housing all of those ballots. So either there were already ballots there, or slowly throughout the course of the night, Runback was injecting boxes of ballots into the system, or maybe at the end, they just, boom, showed up with another 35,000 and threw them on the pile. Now, Uh, The Supreme Court, uh, who has agreed to reconsider Kerry Lake's signature verification um, lawsuit, um, has uh, has has made it aware that they're willing to look at these potential discrepancies that exist in the chain of custody documentation and and the problems that we've seen with the ballots. Now, uh, this is obviously ongoing. Um, We need to get this information And we need it for Carrie Lake's trial, which is coming up here very shortly. This is exactly the kind of thing that she would need to present. Uh, As they said in uh, the case where they were, you know, setting the the timeline the other day, they have new evidence proving that Maricopa County was aware that these machines were not going to work on Election Day. They did the logic and accuracy testing, and then they did separate testing. We got one result here. Then I bet you they changed the size of the ballots and the paper, made sure that it wasn't going to work, and then they allowed those machines to be used on election day, thereby disenfranchising tens of thousands of voters, uh, and then, of course, injecting ballots into the system, which can be found if we get that public records request. Now, if it was just Maricopa County running the election, they would have to turn over those public records, you know, freedom of information. Uh, however, the loophole that they're working with is because Runback Election Services is a private company. They have been contracted to uh, provide the services that the county would normally provide. Uh, and so up until this point, they have refused to hand it over. Uh, now it looks like they're going to be forced into handing that information over. All right, real briefly, uh, for anybody who was hoping uh, that maybe we would see a Trump Kennedy ticket in 2022, uh, if you're not a person who was hoping for a Trump Flynn ticket in in 2024, pardon me, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has put to rest officially 
any speculation that he might join a Trump Kennedy ticket. Uh, He had this to say on Twitter. He said, just to quell any speculation, under no circumstances will I join Donald Trump on an electoral ticket. Our positions on certain fundamental issues, our approaches for governance, and our philosophies of leadership could not be further apart. I agree with him on all of those counts. He is a very different candidate. And I don't think that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is interested in being vice president. He's running for president. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, the prospect of a uh, Trump-Kennedy ticket uh, was one of those, you know, dream team things that people like to imagine. It's like when you're putting together a fantasy football team. You know, you've got the best players from all over the place. Uh, and uh, and people wargame that stuff out. They think, you know, how would this work? I watched this incredible show about chess over the last couple of days. And uh, I, I, I have played chess, but I am not a chess master. I'm not even like a chess aficionado, I would say. Uh, but I learned more about chess during the course of that program. Uh, you know, the names of the squares, the possible moves that could erupt from moving these pieces around and, and, and you know, depending on where you start, what you should open with. It's incredible. The amount of memorization that would go along with someone being a very high level chess player, uh, it, uh, it, it's, it's difficult for the average person to fathom, I think. And it's representative of uh, kind of the, the the twists and turns that are taking place behind the scenes and the unseen hands that we have directing this movie, this show that we are all playing an active role in right now. Um, I think that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to red pill a significant portion of the left wing populace. He is going to show the left that the crimes and actions of Joe Biden are unforgivable. And Joe Biden cannot continue on in the office of the residency. Now, that being said, there will still be a larger portion of the country who then votes for Donald Trump. Uh, Now, here's the real question. If it does come down to Trump and Kennedy, uh, with Kennedy being the Democrat uh, nominee for president, which one of those candidates do you think that the deep state is going to attempt to murder first? Which one would they rather have in power? Um, I think that Robert F. Kennedy would be too unknown a quantity. They know for sure that he wants to expose the truth about his father and his uncle's assassination. That might be too much for them to allow. They might think that by allowing Donald Trump back in there, they can just do what they did to him the first four years and just keep ongoing investigations and millions of dollars in uh, spent expenses for um, efforts to derail him. Um, but I think that Donald Trump knows exactly what has to happen in his second term. And I, it's an interesting proposition. If it was If it was to come down between Kennedy and Trump, Which candidate does the deep state think they could control more? I don't know. What do you guys think? I'd like to know. Um, Trump, yeah, I think uh, Trump, not a regular Bobby Fischer. No, I'm not a a regular Bobby Fischer. Um, Yes, I think that, uh, yeah, Trump Flynn would be the dream ticket, guys. It would be the ticket. It would be absolutely incredible. 
you know, we, you would also have, you know, shills out there. There's already going to be people who don't want a Trump 2.0. Then there's going to be a whole contingency of people who don't want General Flynn anywhere near the office. Um, but General Flynn is our guy, 100%, okay? I am 100% behind General Flynn. I am not somebody who, uh, you know, idly uh, believes in someone or their inherent goodness. But uh, I truly do believe that General Flynn is a good guy. And I think that the people who have attempted to disparage his character uh, are people who have suspicious histories themselves. Um, now, Title Forty Two, Title Forty Two, probably one of the uh, one of the best things that ever happened to this country during the Trump administration was set to end. Joe Biden was going to get rid of it. It was like tomorrow at noon or something like that. And knowing that this deadline was coming up, you had just hundreds of thousands, nearly a million illegals assembling on the southern border, ready to come in all at once. Now, they've still been coming this entire time. Apparently, the Biden regime was letting people know what points in the border would be good to go through. Um, But a vast majority of them have been waiting because once Title 42 ends, they can just come streaming across the border uh, and uh, and it's not going to mean a thing. Now, I told you about Texas and their efforts to deploy National Guard uh, to stop these illegals from coming across the border. Well, the first Texas National Guard soldiers have arrived at a major illegal crossing in Brownsville, Texas. Uh, they're wearing riot gear and they are ready for battle, my friends. Uh, let me see. I thought that there was a video. Let's go ahead and pull up this tweet. Yep, here it is. Boom, get them, boys. What do they say in Texas? You mess with the bull, you get the horns. (laughs) Longhorns. All right, so I commend I commend Governor Greg Abbott for finally getting these guys down there. Um, however, however, in a stunning reversal, the Biden regime has just resurrected Title 42. <laughs> so instead of canceling it at the predetermined time, they have now decided... Uh, that they're going to be going back on their promise to get rid of it. So uh, this rule was finalized and published in the Federal Register today, and it continues to disqualify migrants from applying for asylum in the United States if they neglected to first apply for asylum in another country to our South, hence Mexico. Um <laughs> It's so funny to me because they have spent all of this time like getting the country psyched out uh, with, uh, you know, an uptick and increase in illegals coming across the border and overrunning Democrat cities like New York. And the people of our country are just done with it. They are tired. The people of Texas, the people of New York, the mayor of New York is begging Greg Abbott not to send any more illegals his way. Well, you know, if you're going to announce that you're a sanctuary city, get ready to accept the illegals because the only reason they're coming here is because of people like you. So th- this is 
a pretty important thing happening here. And I, I, uh, I suspect that uh, there will be those who suggest that the fact this has been re-upped uh, is a direct come to the fact that some good people are still in charge in Washington, D.C. Um, but this is actually, well, this is Joe Biden that ostensibly would be recreating this rule. Um, so the, the question then becomes, you know, who is guiding Biden's hand? Um, I don't know. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that for certain. Uh, but I think it's a, a, a spectacular, spectacular development. And uh, it's going to mean that all of those people now amassed along the southern border are going to be very angry, going to be very angry when they learn that they can't just come across. Now, undoubtedly, there will be military fighting aged men. People will have weapons. Uh, and we could see some type of an invasive force on the southern border being fought off by the National Guard. Wouldn't that be a sight? National Guard soldiers on the Texas-Mexico border actually fighting back the advancing hordes of Mongols attempting to come across our fence. Uh, very, very interesting. Mm. Yes, uh, mm. Hold on. Awaken mom. I believe that the deep state took out Kathleen Kennedy Townsend's children here in Maryland. It seems there is some bad juju. Um, was that the was that RFK Jr.'s niece, the woman who died in the canoe? Not the canoe. In a, in a, um, I can't remember the name of it. The uh, the kayak kayak. Um, I don't know. There's been so much death that has surrounded the Kennedy family. Uh, it's uh, it's it's really it's really, really sad. Um, all right. I'm going to leave you with this, guys, uh, because you you probably heard it, but I, I, I really appreciated the video that Tucker put out. Um, so he has officially decided where he's going to end up now that he's been kicked off of network television. And wouldn't you know it, he's going to Twitter. Let's take a listen. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is, in fact, true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say 
defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. He's not lying. He's absolutely telling the truth. Filter Dog One says, Red Pill News needs to be syndicated. Do you mean on, like, uh, like uh, somebody else's, like, platform or something? Like uh, Real America's Voice or uh, Newsmax or something? I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um uh, let's see. Logjam11 says, was it a part of a deal with McCarthy? Quid pro quo. Are you referring to the George Santos indictment? Um, George Santos had a uh, he had a rat working in his office that I think the FBI put there. Uh, so I don't think that McCarthy would have needed to have made a deal with Joe Biden um, because they also were engaging in those debt limitation talks and they went absolutely nowhere. Um, so nothing has been gained by it. So I don't think so. But Logjam, thank you very much for joining as a supporter. Uh, yes, we are going to do a show about the Hermit of Loretto. Here's the thing is that I can, uh, I have to make sure that both John and I are, are prepared for the subject matter that we're going to discuss. Um, there was some stuff that I needed John to watch and, uh, he hadn't done that yet. Um, so we did the challenger show first because he had some background on that. I want John to have some level of understanding of the information that I'm going to bring to him uh, so that we can have a more engaged conversation. But uh, yes, we are definitely going to be doing the Hermit of Loretto next week, Monday on Baseless Conspiracies. All right, guys, that's going to be it for me tonight. Let me just make sure I think I might have one thank you that I need to give. Um, Okay, nothing on Cash App. Nothing but truth for me. It says, longtime listener, appreciate you so much with 10 coffees. Thank you so much. Uh, and then uh, someone, someone bought me another coffee or was that three coffees? Hold on. Three coffees. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So, uh, John just never prepared. <laughs> he's, well, he's got varying levels of preparedness. Every single one of us is a little bit different in the way that, we get ready in the way that we um, <laughs> that we prepare. <laughs> you guys, I guess you know you you know my style at this point. I, I guess I kind of over prepare, but um, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I think it's a great story too. Um, let me see. Uh, thank you to J Two Dank. Just Duckies says there needs to be an advertisement before the court hearings, saying this is a lie. Brought to you by LinkedIn. Absolutely, Reed Hoffman. 
We're going to be talking about Epstein, Reed Hoffman, and of course, the uh, the things that he got into uh, tonight on Altered State at nine o'clock. So hopefully Donald Trump's town hall is going to be done by the time Brad and I go live. Liberty Bells says, thank you for all your hard work, Zach. God bless. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Uh, Moon, Moon Baby 0437 says, thank you for the news, RP. Leanne 63, thanks for that can. Doug Simey, appreciate the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie and 110 more gold pills. And uh, A from PA says, you are one of the greatest voices of our time and this movement. God bless you, buddy. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Rise Attire says, RP, I think you should just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change anything for anyone, do you? Thank you. That is my intention. That's what I plan on doing. Uh, Guys, what if the White Hats set up 2024 to be Trump versus RFK Jr.? So either way we we win, like the deep state used to do, dreaming. This is actually... Uh, why I was asking the question about, you know, who would the deep state, you know, want to take out? I mean, who would they feel comfortable allowing to be in there? Because although our our philosophies and our political agenda doesn't 100 percent align with RFK, I still think it would be a win for humanity. Uh, J2 Dank, thank you for the cookie. And that's all she wrote. We're going to be taken off. Join me in just a little bit over on Badlands Media for uh, the live coverage of Donald Trump's CNN Town Hall. I will see you there. Good luck. God bless. And then 9 o'clock, don't miss Altered State with me and Brad Calagero gets. See you guys. Don't forget to hit the like button. Please don't forget to hit the like button.